Welcome to Uprooted from Oakland, brought to you by HeroHabit.com. I am your host, Tony Fry, and today I'm joined by the Nevada State Education Association's Director of Strategy, Alexander Marks. Uh, Alexander is actually in Oakland tonight to attend an A's game and to discuss with fans what his organization is doing in Nevada and how it relates to the Oakland Athletics' new stadium on the Strip. And I thought it'd be a good idea to chat with him and have him answer some questions I've seen floating around for the folks who can't meet him at tonight's game. As someone who has been a teacher in schools throughout my career off and on, any movement that supports education, teachers, staff, students, uh, is one that I, I try to get behind. But I think it's important that we all know exactly what we're supporting, even if we are 100% in support of it. So I want to welcome to the show, Alexander, and uh, welcome to Oakland. Thanks for having me, Tony. So as the director of strategy, can you explain what exactly the NSEA's current objective is and how it relates to the A's? Sure. So throughout the legislative session, which we just finished um, on day 113 out of 120, uh, that was the first time we'd actually seen language about the A's stadium. All session, it was kind of floating around and there'd been rumors, but nothing actually in a bill. And then we finally saw that on day 113. So out of at that point, like that was the focus. That's all anybody wanted to talk about. That's all anybody really cared. It sucked a lot of oxygen out of the room um, and kind of took away. It, it took a lot of focus away from actual priorities. So there were a lot of stuff that we were still working on or things that we were still trying to do that didn't actually get done because everybody was so focused on trying to figure out how to give John Fisher millions and millions of our taxpayer dollars. At that point, the amount was $500 million. Uh, so we were able to delay it for a couple of days, but then they called a special session. So for eight days, Nevada educators watched as Nevada politicians bent over backwards trying to give John Fisher, at that point now, it was $380 million so that he could build his stadium. So the point that we were kind of making was there were so many bills that either didn't get a hearing or ended up being vetoed that kind of showed our misguided priorities. So for example, you know, we had a, a it's called Time for 20. It was our big push of the legislative session. It was calling for a 20% salary increase, $20 minimum wages in our schools and average class sizes of 20 students. Um, not all of those prongs were passed. Um, they didn't pass enough for a 20% salary increase at the top level from the state. Uh, they didn't hear any bills to address reducing our overcrowded class sizes, which are the largest in the nation. We're still 48th in terms of per pupil funding. Uh, so when all these things like that, and then they vetoed the uh, school lunch bill, the universal school lunch bill, summer school program. So when all those things are kind of taken in, in combination and you go, okay, well, that's not good to begin with, but you're telling us those bills are bad or too expensive. And then you're going to go ahead and publicly finance a stadium, which will not address any of those issues. So that's kind of where we got started in terms of, you know, what, what can we be doing as Nevada educators to kind of fix these misguided priorities and after an eight long day special session where they tried to give John Fisher millions of dollars and they were successful in that, educators said, look, we have to stand up and say no more corporate welfare. This is ridiculous. And that's the kind of the, the crux of schools over stadiums, because at the end of the day, this is about our kids. There were a lot of good bills that could have helped our kids and our students and our educators that didn't pass or were vetoed. Yet, for some reason, the publicly funded stadium was one bill that they said, absolutely, we have to pass this. So what does Schools Over Stadiums, act? what are they actually doing right now? 
So we've got a lot of things happening. Um, we're going to hopefully start gathering signatures for a statewide referendum at the end of the month. Our attorneys are in the process of finalizing that petition. Uh, we're, we're being very meticulous with this because we're anticipating lawsuits at multiple steps of the way because, you know, at the end of the day, we are going against the powerful political forces of Nevada, which is, you know, the, the stadium authority and the gaming and the hotels. So want to make sure we get everything totally, you know, done pristine, perfect, et cetera, so that we can start doing that. Um, we are also looking to gather signatures in January for an initiative. So when we started this, basically, we were looking at litigation and a statewide signature campaign of sorts. So that can mean either a referendum or initiative. Ideally, we'll have enough money for both so that we can do a referendum, which would be a straight repeal of Senate Bill 1, or an initiative which will pick apart parts of Senate Bill 1, particularly with the funding structure, to make the deal unworkable. Um, the last item we would be doing is looking into our legal remedies. Um, we have our legal counsel currently drafting legal memos so that we can figure out where the weaknesses of Senate Bill 1 are. Um, if there are any, we'll pursue those at the, uh, the in, in court, um, possibly look at maybe some type of injunction in terms of stopping the stadium authority from issuing certain, uh, you know, contracts or development deals. Uh, that, that's a possibility as well and something that we're discussing internally. So we have a lot of things we could be doing um, just a little bit early in the process. We want to make sure we're doing everything by the book and our attorneys are in the process of working on all those matters for us. Um, why we're here today in Oakland is because we are fundraising. So that's, that's the most important part today. Um, the, the fundraiser is being, uh, held at, uh, Fluid 510. It's being hosted by uh, Port Commissioner Michael Cole Bruno and former mayor of Oakland, Gene Kwan. Uh, very, very appreciative to have their support. So, you know, we're, Kind of overwhelmed with the uh, the reception we've had from our Oakland fans and, and new friends in the community, uh, one that kind of forged during the uh, regular session and and bled over into the the special session and now the summers. Um, you guys have a fantastic fan base here in Oakland, and you know you guys love this team, and it's this uh, it's a good strategic partnership. I like because you know we've kind of we both have similar goals. You know, I mean, they're, they're under no preconceived notions that if, you know, the Oakland A's wanted to pay for their own stadium tomorrow, we would really have nothing to do about that. There's nothing we could say or do. I guess, fortunately for all of us, John Fisher is very, very cheap and wants to get Nevada taxpayers to pay for it as well. Uh, so it's kind of a strategic alignment where if we can cut off the public funding aspect in Nevada, whether that's through the courts or a signature campaign, the default goes back to Oakland and then Oakland can figure out how to keep their team here, whether that's Howard Terminal or another site. But if we can be successful in Nevada, that helps Oakland keep the team that they love. How much money do you need to raise and what does your research say about support for the stadium project or versus, or for your initiative and referendum plan? Either Either one. Do you have numbers like for the public funds, is there any kind of support for that within the Nevada residents? So it's interesting. So um, to the first question, we're looking at probably one to two million dollars fundraising. Um, it, it, it depends on if we do, you know, for instance, two referendum or, a, you know, a referendum and an initiative or two initiatives. Um, but we're probably looking at the, you know, one one to two million dollar range, I think, would be a, a place we'd be comfortable being in. Um so if Tom Hanks is listening and he wants to keep the team there, uh, <laughs> I, I've heard he's upset. So he could, he, he could is. 
he he could solve this issue very quickly for he us. He's no but, fan uh, of John Fisher. No. Um, what's <laughs> but, what's the what's the difference from where you guys are coming from between a referendum and an initiative as far as what it can do to the already passed bill in the in your legislature? So there's there's a couple differences, um, and it's just more of a strategy thing. So a referendum, uh, we can start gathering signatures right now. The the opening for that window was August first. The referendum is it's much cleaner. It's just a straight repeal of the bill. So it would just wipe it all off the books. Um, the downside to that one is if uh, I don't know if anybody is listening that that watches or reads the uh, Review Journal, which is pretty much the paper of record in Las Vegas. But Steve Hill, who runs the stadium authority, has basically said that they're going to try to beat us to the ballot box next year. So if we qualify, we would be on the ballot in 2024, November 5th, 2024. So on Election Day, you would see it says, do you want to give John Fisher millions of dollars to build a stadium? Yes or no. So that's why it's cleaner. But they've kind of indicated that their goal is to sign all the contracts before that. So that's kind of the legal issue our, our team's looking at is. If we start doing that, does that toll certain contracts? And, you know, it's it's kind of wonky, but that's that's one of the downsides to the referendum. But we might have a legal opinion that suggests otherwise. So that might be one of our, our angles to pursue. Um, and it's an honest question, you know, which which one beats the other one if, if we're able to get to the ballot first, et cetera. So the other part would be the initiative. We can't start gathering signatures for that until January 1st of next year. Um, the advantages for that legally is we can basically get creative with whatever language we want to kind of piece together language that takes apart Senate Bill 1. So we could redirect bonding to education or the renewable tax credits. We could put that under a cap. Anything that kind, kind of ruins the, the money angle is something that could potentially keep the team here because again, you are dealing with a guy like John Fisher who doesn't really want to spend his money, right. wanted to get as much as he could from Nevada. The downside with the uh, initiative petition is that, so we could qualify, submit it next year in July. Then it would go to the legislature in the 2025 session. Um, so we're getting a little closer to that 2028 deadline of when they wanted to build the stadium. But the legislature would then have to either address the referendum petition by passing it into law, which they wouldn't do because most of them probably voted for the stadium as it was. If they do that, then it goes to the ballot in 2026 for the Nevada residents to vote on. But I think, you know, I'll, I'll say this with both of those. I think part of the strategy is about the finance, right? Making the, the private investors in John Fisher go, I don't know, you have a lawsuit. You've got a statewide signature campaign. We don't know how this is going to shake out. So we're a little nervous to invest. And if that's the case, too, certainly that also keeps the team in Oakland more than it would have them moving into Vegas. I doubt they're going to start being, you know, shovel ready to knock down the Tropicana if there's so many different angles. Um, and then the fourth option is that John Fisher just screws this up himself. I think, you know, their, their messaging hasn't been great. We don't know where they're getting private financing. Um, I think, you know, if he had it secured already, he probably would have figured out Howard Terminal. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know where it's going to come from all of a sudden that he thinks he has it in Vegas. So there's a lot of, I think, moving parts, but I think that's more beneficial to our efforts than it is for theirs. I can tell you as someone who's followed John Fisher for a while and who's spoken to Dave Cavill several times, them screwing this up is is a very high probability still. Um, 
my concern is we're talking now and and you've clarified some dates that I was actually not aware of because I was thinking we were looking at an initiative on the ballot for November 24. You're saying 25 and then 26 for the referendum or something. How does that stop this project if those bonds are being paid out to the A's in March of 24, which is what I've read is when the when that bill that money will start funneling into the A's. So it seems like they could be halfway done with the stadium by the time this actually gets on a ballot. How does how does the NSCA um, navigate that kind of delay? You know, because because they pushed it through so last minute, you guys are now up against a time crunch that may be you know untenable here. Right. And that's a fair question. And we've we've heard that. And that's discussions we're having internally, too. And with just regards to the referendum, um, you know, that that's the foot race angle that our attorneys are looking in. We've got a couple law firms seeing what they can find in terms of that, because it looks like it's kind of a funky constitutional question. Right. So, um, you know, you can't create laws that usurp contracts, but the law also allows you to do referendums. So it's kind of like you have these two competing, conflicting constitutional provisions. So that's one angle we're looking into. If, if that's, you know, if, if the attorneys say that's not a, a prudent path, then I think, you know, we, we discuss more of the referendum uh, being off the table. But at this point, I haven't heard anything about the bonds being issued in March. I think there's there's considerations at the Clark County Commission, too, that are probably not as public as they they probably should be, I guess, in terms of this. But you know, we're, we're still waiting to see if Major League Baseball is going to even approve the move. And I think some of the comments made from uh, Dave Cavill over the weekend or last week and this week um, could be problematic. I mean, we're, we're talking, you know, when he, when he talks to the, the Bay Area, it's all about the revenue sharing. And then when he comes here, it's, oh, we're going to invest so heavily into this team. It's going to be crazy. So it's kind of, you know, where are they? You know, the, the commission shall issue those bonds, but it doesn't say when they shall issue those bonds. So, there's so then the, we shouldn't we as A's fans shouldn't put 100 uh, percent credence or confidence or whatever that that March 24, uh, 2024 date that we've been hearing about is actually set in stone in any way. No. And I think, you know, and that's another angle, I think, at some point in the near future we'll be pursuing, because I think the, the pressure on the Clark County Commission I mean, many of whom are, I think, half are up for election in, in 2024 and giving away tax dollars is never a, a good idea for re-election strategies. Um, but I think they have considerations because they could potentially be voting to increase taxes, right? So if, and I and I fully believe they are never going to reach the, the, the projections we saw during the special session of, you know, 30% tourists and 70% locals and 27,000 people a game. Uh, if that if those numbers don't add up, then the residents of Clark County are going to have their taxes increased. And I think that that's kind of the, the public pressure angle that we're going to be pursuing, too, and having meetings with them at that level. But, uh, you know, I think they're going to be mindful of the efforts out there of, you know, as soon as we do this, we are on the hook. And I don't know if enough is going to be developed by March of next year. And I think we're still waiting on, you know, we don't even know what the stadium's going to look like. You know, the, the renderings they use to, I guess, convince the legislature have been thrown out. They've got two new architecture firms developing it. And I think the timeline on that's another two months. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at towards the end of the year, not even knowing what the stadium's going to look like. Then you're talking development costs, which could increase the amount that 
you know, uh, John Fisher is going to be on the hook for on his private end. And I don't know if the, the state's going to be issuing bonds at that point. Um, so I know that's a lot, but I think one of the other angles we're looking into is, is the bonding issue at the state level, um, not having been actually backed by anything uh, because the state didn't write it the way they think they did, I think. And that's something our attorneys are looking into. So there's a lot of moving parts on that, but I wouldn't be convinced or, you know, say the commission's issuing anything on in March. I think, you know, our goal, both legally, legislatively, and just a political messaging is going to hopefully delay that as much as possible. Um, for people who may not know, when Petco Park was being constructed in San Diego in the early 2000s, that project was put on hold because of a similar ballot initiative. Um, and they had begun construction. The whole thing got delayed by two years. They were supposed to open, I think, in 20, 2002. They opened in 2004. Um, I mean, ultimately, it did open. Uh, you know, and all that, but it was delayed. Are you, as the NSEA, uh, are you banking on a similar scenario if, in fact, this gets dragged on? Because by 2026, which is one of the dates you'd mentioned, they are going to have broken ground by then. That's plenty of time for them to have gotten the financing. If if it's if it's going to happen in Vegas, it'll be happening by then. Are yep. you banking on being able to just delay it? and keep costing John Fisher and, and, and his lobbyists and all that kind of stuff, more and more money. Is that a consideration you guys have had? Like, are you modeling it at all off of that scenario? Um, not that one. I think, um, you know, that we haven't really thought about just delaying for the sake of delaying. I think, you know, I think we've got our strategy to impact the public financing part of that as much as possible. I think, you know, once, I don't think, you know, once they start breaking ground and all that, I mean, we'll, we'll see what the lawsuit is at or the referendum of that. I mean, if, if we can qualify the initiative and it takes us through the 2026 election, then certainly we're, we're going to see this through until that point. Um, so that that would be the long term goal with the initiative. If there is a, a lawsuit at that point, certainly we'll we'll see everything through. I think it's probably the best way to say that um, we'll, we'll take it all the way to the end because I think we have to. Are you guys working with any other labor unions to get this? going or is this solely through you your nsca so it's right now so it's it's kind of an interesting dynamic we're usually on the same table side as uh you know our culinary union sisters and brothers and you know afl unfortunately just not this issue they're they're in favor of the stadium they they testified in support so um unfortunately so it's, it's kind of an interesting angle though so the the howard terminal uh costs was about, I think, a $12.2 billion project, right? So that was going to be done all with labor, all, all union labor. Um, we hope the uh, the stadium in Vegas is done so as well. I think they will if they ever do. Um, but I think what's kind of interesting is you have this $12 billion project and a $1.2 billion project. So in terms of labor jobs, the Oakland jobs would have been far more, and we probably would have used Nevada labor. So those people would have gotten to build the stadium anyway. So it's kind of weird that they, you know, I think this is one reason that we're able to say, you know, that from a pro labor standpoint, this is why we're okay with our position is that advocating it for the stadium in Oakland actually creates more union jobs than a tinier little project in Vegas, which won't. And this will be, you know, year long jobs, not, you know, uh, you're not, I guess, restricted as much time because it's a bigger project. It's residential. It's the stadium. It's a whole bunch of stuff. In Vegas, it's just the stadium. Um, so it's kind of, you know, and I don't know if they did this on purpose of like pitting labor unions against each other, but 
you know, again, that that's why I think we're okay with our position up there because the, the Oakland stadium would have created better union jobs and more union jobs than the, than the project in Las Vegas would have. Right. I've said, I've actually been on the board of the musicians union um, for a few years, a while ago. And it amazed me when I saw the, like the overwhelming support for this from your Las Vegas unions, because it's essentially, it, it's a union house, mm-hmm. right? Every, every baseball stadium in the country is a union house. Um, I spoke with the A's about a project that, um, about five years ago now about a project that um, they were very interested in, except for the fact that they would have had to have hired union stagehands to take care of it. So like the whole thing is, is union, no matter what the ACE says. So that whole thing with the culinary union, how they made this huge proclamation about their support and that the A's are committed to union jobs. They have no choice. It's a union house. As long as the baseball players are unionized, everybody's unionized. Um, So that part never made sense to me. And like you said, there's more union jobs here than there would be in Las Vegas had that project materialized. I think at this point, if Vegas was to fall apart tomorrow, Howard Terminal's still dead because Mm -hmm. John Fisher doesn't have the money to do that one either. So they'd be looking at a smaller, if they came back to Oakland tomorrow, it's not going to be the $12 billion project um, because they just, they, they can't, they just can't, he does not have the money. Um, so yeah, that that was all very weird to me watching how the labor unions um, came out in a weird way over this, and then especially if if they're throwing the teachers union under the bus along the way. Yeah, and um, our thing too, you know, I mean, we're we're we'll be at the table with them again. Like, there's no ill will. Like, look, I want them to have jobs. I'd love them to be right. Schools, but the Tropicana is a union place too. But the and, Tropicana and, is union. You know, so it's not like that 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 nine acres was going to go to non-union jobs if the stadium doesn't get built. Right. And they they have their agreement to move the folks over to other union hotels. And Mm -hmm. that's great. But I mean, those are good paying union jobs. I don't think the stadium is going to create the same type of union job that the Tropicana currently does. So that was kind of, you know, not lost on anybody in that building during the sessions. It didn't seem to make a difference, though. Um, So it seemed so all of your paths. As far as this goes, no, whether you're going referendum, whether you're going initiatives, whether you're going lawsuits, they all are surrounded about preventing this stadium from getting built, right? Right. If you can, uh, if you can attack the funding, the, the $380 million, which is what John Fisher needs, because I think the point, too, is if you attack that money, he doesn't have it. He needed money. He needed money and he found the easiest marks and I guess all the states, which is Nevada, because we have a history of doing this. Um, we did it for Tesla. We did it for the Allegiant Stadium. We've done it for a company called Faraday Future. Like, pick, it's on a list. We got a million of them, it seems, at this point. Um, so if you can get rid of that public funding, which is an integral part, the house of cards, so to speak, falls apart. So if we can attack that little piece of that $380 million in public funding, which they're relying upon to build it, we think everything defaults back to Oakland. All right. And then uh, one last question is... So I've been a long time proponent since they announced they were going on parallel paths. My, my focus has been, it's not going to, you're not going to get John Fisher to sell the team and you might not be able to get Nevada to stop this from happening. The, the real power right now is in convincing 29 owners that this is a bad deal. Is there any um, funds or like 
I don't, I, I hate, I don't know another word to use, but any kind of propaganda focus to convince the owners that this is a bad deal too, so that it just, it doesn't even get a chance to, you know, break ground in Las Vegas. Is there any effort that you guys are doing uh, in that regards towards uh, alerting those owners that this is a bad deal? If they're not going to hit their projections, you know, do you have counter um, projections that you can present to these guys that, that will actually make a case that Las Vegas would be better for maybe expansion than it would be for um, uh, a relocation or off strip versus, you know, on the corner of the Tropicana site. Yeah. So we're not, nothing specific yet. Um, I don't actually think that's a good idea, um, but we haven't really thought about pursuing the actual owners. I think uh, if we can build enough momentum and I think the, the A's fans and, and what we're able to do so far has been very, very good and productive. I hope they're paying attention. I think, you know, if, if this is something that they know they're going to be voting on, I'm, I'm hoping they're paying attention without us having to do any kind of, you know, actual campaign to them. Um, I know some of our, our allies are, I know some of the Oakland fans are, are writing them and tagging them and doing whatever kind of, you know, online advocacy they can do. Um, nothing specific from us, but I think if we are able to kind of build enough momentum on our end, because I think, you know, you kind of said it yourself of if the revenue is not going to be there, I don't think anybody looked at that special session and went, Jeremy Aguero was 100% right. Christ, nobody even knows who's paying this guy anymore at that point. So I think there was so many ifs. And, you know, I mean, I, I was, I woke up because I'm an insomniac, I guess, but I woke up thinking this morning, I'm like, I'm reading that, that Cavill thing from the other day going, I don't even know what the, what they think is going to happen from the 2025 season until the 2028. Like, are they going to they're going to be playing in triple A ballparks in Reno? And nobody has thought, right. And nobody's thought like that's not going to bring in a whole lot of money because I know the, the Las Vegas ballpark can only seat about 10,000 or less. And um, and to say nothing of the fact that they'll be hemorrhaging money during that period, building the stadium. So you're no going to be right. you're going to be drawing the smallest crowds in baseball, hemorrhaging money. And when they open in Vegas, they're going to have to pay all that money back. So you expect this guy who hasn't invested a dime in this in franchise in 20 years to all of a sudden be spending all this money when he's got a billion dollar loan he's got to pay back. It's just it's right. So dumb. And you have <laughs> yeah, right. And I was thinking, you know, I mean, in terms of attracting talent. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's a player out there who's like, well, you know what, I'll, I'll build I'll help you build it. I'll be your guy, whatever. But nobody's going to do that playing three years at a minor league ballpark. Right. Like, it's just, you're not going to find that. And I, I think, you know, there's that weird gap that nobody's really thought about yet of this team's going to hemorrhage money, which again, if, you know, you have three years where, the, where they're, let's say they're playing the way they're currently playing at the minor league stadium, nobody's going to go see them. It's not going to ingratiate the city to the team or even vice versa. So I think that's, that's considerations. It's almost like you're these people are trying to build a team and a stadium for a sport they don't really even understand. Right. And I think that's starting to become very clear of like, it's not the Raiders. It's not the golden Knights. This is baseball. You have 81 days where you're going to have to figure out a way for a Wednesday night game against the Kansas city Royals to get 27,000 people there at night. And it's not going to happen. No. It's just not the sport for it. My um, theory has so been that they tried to use Vegas as Leverage against Oakland, Manfred allowed them to 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 go into Vegas to uh, to do the legwork for expansion, 
right? Do all the market studies, look at locations, all that kind of stuff. So that when they got the deal done in, in Oakland and Tampa Bay got their stadium done, all the legwork would be done for Vegas. They could get that expansion done overnight. Yep. And then Oakland called their bluff and then they flailed and they have just been in free fall since, since that moment. And I think a lot of this is to save face. A lot of this is to protect the integrity of their billionaire owner. And I think that's why it's an uphill battle with the other 29 owners because all of them will vote yes, because they know they're going to need the support of 29 owners when they want public money from somewhere. We're already seeing a move in Milwaukee, Milwaukee where the commissioner is trying to get them to, to, to fork over hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, so I think right now they are just in like a, a PR nightmare because A's fans are embarrassing them. And I think that's good. I, I've been saying you got to do two things is you have to make it as embarrassing as possible for Manfred, for Fisher, for the other owners and all that kind of stuff. And you need to convince those guys to say no. Yep. And and right now they're in a PR fallout because every time Cavill opens his mouth and it's Gosh, not as often as it used to be because yeah. he's afraid. Um, but every time he opens his mouth, it screws them up. Fisher refuses to open his mouth. Manfred is kind of just as bad as Cavill right now. And so they just don't know how to handle it. And they are just in free fall right now, hoping something works out. And they are hoping that this works out. And yep. I hope it doesn't. And I hope that you guys uh, are able to get your um, your plan executed to where you can put a stop to this and put your educators in a better position for success. Yeah, we're, we're going to do everything we can, I think, you know, and you kind of alluded to it, I think if and look, we're, we're under no preconceived notions. This is going to be tough. It's going to yeah. cost a lot money we're going to need a lot of signatures um that's why we're here today to 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 fundraise like we we know that you know but educators every day in the classroom do the impossible so we're, we're inspired by that work and i think if the educators here are successful i think that would send a very good message to the rest of the country and all these other legislators who think that public dollars are you know not really my money so i can spend them the way we want uh, and we've been frustrated like that. And there's there's plenty of other citizens in this entire country who are frustrated with their tax dollars being used in such horrible, inappropriate yeah. ways. And I think if we can be successful here, it might maybe put the big stop sign up for other legislators to go, look, the teachers in Nevada did it. Why can't we? We don't want to have to deal with the, the bad PR. I mean, we've been like, you know, we're happy to be on the side of embarrassing everybody on this because the deal was embarrassing. You know, the day after they, the day after the Democratic led legislature gave the Republican governor of Nevada his brand new shiny stadium, you know what he did? He vetoed a bill for universal school lunches. So even the politics behind the scenes were bad where you didn't have any of the, you know, Democratic leaders going, here is a kill list. Everything on this bill better get signed or you don't get your stadium. And not yeah. one of them decided that that was a, a prudent approach for some weird reason. So I think, you know, they all have their, all their hands are unclean on this. But if we can take the stand and do what we believe is right and we think we're doing the, the best work possible for our kids and our educators, then, you know, maybe other people take notice and go, this is this is wrong. And billionaires should be able to build their own stadiums and without our public money. Yeah. Well, I hope it all works out, obviously, for selfish reasons and for non-selfish reasons. And um, I thank you for your time. I'm sure you've got plenty of interviews to do again today. And uh, have a good time at the game tonight. This will be posted on YouTube before the game. So I encourage anyone to uh, keep an eye out for you. Are you just wandering the stadium or do you have a table? Well, so there's, uh, 
no game. We thought there was a game uh, before we booked the uh, fundraiser. So it's just a fundraising event tonight at the Fluid. Uh, oh, that's right. The fundraising event. I forgot yeah. there's no game tonight. And then uh, <laughs> I know because I was actually like, well, I'm a big, I'm a big Oriole fan. So I hope that doesn't ruin anybody's opinion <laughs> of me. Um, we, we've come a long way. We were trying. Um, so I was like, ah, do I stay here another couple of days? But I just I can't swing it. So I'm just in town for the night. All right. Well, if you guys can get out to the fundraiser, go do that and um, pick these guys' brains and find out what we can do as fans um, to help this process. Or, you know, if you need more clarification, I'm sure they're happy to to talk about that. Yep. Anytime. All right. Thank you, Alexander. Thanks, Tony. And that does it for me today, folks. Um, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast version of this. Um, or the YouTube version. And of course, swingbyherohabit.com to continue the conversation on the Uprooted from Oakland discussion group. I will see you next time. There's some news to talk about. I have one other uh, interview that I'm trying to get that I don't think he's going to say yes, but if it does, we're going to have a good time with that one. Take care, everyone.